Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Welcome to another episode of Get Jashed. Uh, I am joined by, you may or may not hear them in the background, but I am joined by some magpie friends that have decided to take up residence in my yard and the surrounding yards. Uh, and they are also the inspiration for today's episode because <laughs> they literally swooped in one weekend, just um, the weekend before last, and made their announcement that they were here. And so far, they haven't been a problem, but that first morning. It was the Monday morning when I went outside to have breakfast because I like to sit outside with the dogs while I eat breakfast. Um, It's part of my mindfulness practice, but it's also just part of my staying sane practice where I get to uh, just have some time to myself at the beginning of the day, not looking at a screen, not having to try and work anything out. It's literally just this opportunity to eat mindfully and stare off into space and just notice what shows up and then do my daily journaling as well. Um, But this particular Monday, (laughs) it was last Monday, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I noticed that there are no less than eight, possibly more, magpies, um, all full size, but uh, at least one or two of them were, you know, younger because they still had those little baby feathers in them, but they were, they're at least full size. So I guess that the parent magpies were teaching <laughs> these younger adolescent magpies, you know, how to catch the worms and all the things that birds do. Um, But about eight of them were sitting along our fences and some even we have a diagonal fence through our yard for the dogs too. So some even on that fence. And one of the younger ones was exploring on the ground. I don't know, like, if you don't know magpies, um, at least here in Australia, they're beautiful birds, but they're also quite scary (laughs) because in magpie season, they will swoop and they have been known to draw blood and to, you know, like get people's like chunks of their ears and... Um, you know, they can be quite vicious because they're, they're quite the protectors. Um, it's not quite magpie season yet because magpie season is spring. Obviously they're protecting their nests and their babies. Um, it's still winter, so they're a bit early, 
but yeah, there's, there's an element of, um, admiring them, but also being super cautious if you don't know these particular magpies. And, uh, when you start to build a relationship, there's a whole lesson coming here, I promise. But when you start to build a relationship with the magpies, you've got to do it right or they can make your life hell, even in your own backyard. Um, and we don't even have trees in our backyard. We, we have trees nearby that they would live in, like big gum trees and, and all of that, but um, no immediate trees within the backyards of, you know, this six house sort of lot where it's us, the two houses either side, the house behind and the two houses either diagonal. Um, and I also suddenly became aware of how this relationship with the magpies could be determined by what the two dogs in my yard <laughs> chose to do about it as well. Um, one of them is a little older, so she's a little slower. And sometimes she won't really give a shit about birds in the yard. She'll just like, meh, whatever, I'm laying down. And every now and then she will, she'll sort of chase it. And she did chase this one in the first instance. And the other dog is young and sprightly and has greyhound in her. Uh, so she's quite quick and she will chase. <laughs> so, um, they were, they were okay and they chased the magpie at least off the ground. And then all the magpies were sort of talking around the fence line. Um, one of the parent magpies had a little go at the younger magpie, I'm guessing, because it was like, why do you keep going to the yard, you big dum-dum? Um, <laughs> but it, it immediately hit me as a lesson of how we approach our thoughts that we may not like, or our fears, or, you know, anything that we code as negative. And the parallels seem immediate to me, but I'm going to lay them out here for the purpose of this episode. Imagine the magpies were a thought or a fear. Let's go with fear. Fear is usually easier to sort of just grasp on. Imagine the magpies were a fear and like a fear thought and you had the choice to either attack it or befriend it. And whether it's a fear thought or an emotion that you're resisting, right? If you attack it, if you see it as the enemy, then it will absolutely become your enemy. Like if, you know, if these dogs, hopefully they never do because I don't actually want this to happen. But if these dogs, if one of them had caught that magpie, we, our yard would be an immediate target. We would be the enemy and, and guaranteed because it happens, we would be swooped in our yard just because their protective instincts would like the bird's protective instincts would go into play and that's what happens right so we would be 
we would be retaliated against and we would experience like the pushback, the, the actual enemy of that. But if we attempt to either befriend or better yet, find a sense of neutrality in relationship with the magpies, there's a lot more peace and everyone can just continue going about their business and doing what they need to do. They can continue getting their food in the morning and we can continue just, you know, living our lives. If you consider the magpies as a fear thought or an emotion that you are trying to resist, if you resist it and view it immediately as an enemy that must be attacked, there is no peace. If you view things as an enemy immediately, you are complicit in your own lack of peace. It's very generally speaking, because I immediately had five different um, more political systemic issues come to mind that aren't relevant in this conversation necessarily. That's more nuanced. But generally speaking, about our own thoughts and feelings, if you immediately view it as an enemy, as a threat, and push back, you'll miss out on the peace, but also on whatever it might be able to teach you. But if you, even if you can't bring yourself to befriend it, that's okay. Sometimes that's not accessible, but if you... Allow yourself to find neutrality with it and go, okay, well, how can we create a relationship where we cohabitate together and I acknowledge you and I acknowledge your needs and you acknowledge mine and in return and we're not attacking each other. So, you know, me and the magpies and the dogs aren't all like me and the dogs aren't attacking the magpies and me and magpies certainly aren't attacking us. What would that feel like? Immediately the feeling is, It would feel like peace because I'll get to watch nature in play. Because even if they don't go away, they're not going to be bothering us because we we have built this relationship where we're not bothering them and made that clear. And I get to just watch. And as we know, we always learn from nature. We always learn from the movements of nature, the behavior of nature, whatever there is to learn, the opportunities of what there is to learn are infinite. But we would have, well, I would, the human, (laughs) the analyzing brain, would have more of an opportunity to just watch and learn without being attacked, but to observe and to learn by observing if that were an emotion or a fear thought and I approached it that way, I would have the opportunity to learn and observe maybe what it is that it was there to share or what it is that made it feel like it was so important to come up. So really, nature affords us this really... I was going to say unique, but it's really a special opportunity 
to reflect on how we approach things internally with ourselves. How do we approach our fear thoughts? How do we approach our emotions? We were approaching them in resistance as if it's the enemy immediately and then experiencing an enemy because that will happen. Or are we approaching it at the very least with neutrality? where we then experience neutrality and have space then without being in fight or flight mode because it's not an enemy, but we have space to then observe and possibly learn. And then what is it that you could learn from it without making it wrong, without even without making it right either? It's just uh, what is it that there is to learn here? So, with that little tone from my computer, (laughs) I'm going to leave it there because I would rather not just repeat the same thing over and over again, but I feel like that there is something there that we can all apply a little bit to our internal world and use this as a reflection for yourself. Where are you approaching things as an enemy? Versus where can you approach it by coming into relationship with it? And that relationship with it doesn't have to be because you want want it to particularly stay around, but it could be with neutrality at least, if not befriending. So how can you come into relationship with these things that you otherwise might immediately see as an enemy And allow for more peace for one, for yourself, but also an opportunity to shift it or change that relationship so that it's not going to hold over you and your space, literal or energetically. If you have any insights with this, please feel free to share. Uh, You can share it to your social stories and tag me in it or you can reach out and share anything you can leave a review and share if it's useful but start to allow yourself to reflect on that at the very least and i will see you next time Thanks for listening to Get Jashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.